Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. This is your host, Danny, and I am very excited about another episode where I am spotlighting one of my fabulous clients. Today, we are talking to Isabel, and Isabel has actually worked with me twice now. And I have such a soft spot for Isabel because from the first time we worked together to this last time we worked together, which was about a year apart, and we're actually just wrapping up her current program, I have seen the biggest transformation in her. And not from a number on the scale or from measurements, which although she did lose 11 pounds and 15 inches in just 16 weeks of working together, but from a mindset perspective. And the first time we worked together, it was a lot of rewiring thought processes and beliefs. And the second time we worked together, she had just gotten engaged. She's getting ready for her wedding. She had such a different mindset on nutrition, on lifestyle habits, on overall success and what progress looks like. And that is truly how she was able to end her second program five inches less than she did her first program, even though both times we worked together, her end weight was exactly the same. Her end weight was exactly the same. But the second time we worked together, she was five inches down from where she was at the end of her first program together. Truly remarkable results. And so today you're going to hear Isabel's story straight from Isabel. What results she saw and how she got there, what worked for her, what didn't work for her, and what she feels were the biggest monumental changes for her that ultimately are leading to a sustainable lifestyle. So let's dive on into today's episode. Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Isabel. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. I have just loved working with you, and now we've worked together twice. We are, you know, coming up towards the end of your current program, and I have just seen the biggest transformation in you as a client, which makes me as a coach just so happy every time I go through your check-ins. It's just a breath of fresh air because 
I see how much you have grown and changed throughout what the past year and some change of working together. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I am 26. I live in Denver. My full-time job is a teacher. I'm a learning specialist. Love my job, love teaching, but my hobbies are really wellness, nutrition, fitness. My workouts really get me through the week. And yeah, I grew up playing soccer and skiing and was always super active. But after soccer kind of ended, needed to find a new routine for myself, a new fitness passion. And that's definitely been an up and down journey for me. Nutrition is something I've really only thought about for the past year since we started working together. But in the past year, it's become so rewarding to me and such a hobby of mine. So I'm a teacher during the day, but as soon as I walk out, I feel like health and wellness girl is my identity. So that's really cool. I love that. You know, before we started working together, what did your routine look like? What were your goals and and were you having success achieving those goals? As I mentioned, played soccer all growing up and I grew up one of four girls. So I was the tallest sister in the family and was constantly comparing myself to my older sister and my younger sisters and had a lot of body image issues, but was always kind of able to keep myself healthy-ish through sports. And when I got to college, I stopped playing soccer and probably for my entire freshman year stopped working out completely. I think getting to college, I just didn't know how to work out outside of organized sports. And as I wasn't working out, I was in this new food extravaganza Disney World where there was the dining hall and there was pizza and there was fun drinks and ice cream and late night snacks. So I got home from my freshman year and had gained more weight than I'm proud to say, but knew I needed to kind of figure something out. So I got home that summer and one of my best friends took me to my first indoor cycling class and had never, I don't think I'd ever been to a workout class before, but almost instantly fell in love with indoor cycling. I loved the music. I loved how it was dancey, felt super accessible to me. So that summer after freshman year, I was going to indoor cycling classes five or six days a week, was totally obsessed with it. When I got back to college for my sophomore year, I went to college in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. So there were no boutique indoor cycling studios. So I got into running and sophomore and junior year, went through a super cardio girl phase, ran half marathons, ran a marathon, and then I hurt my foot pretty badly. So running was no longer an option for me. And then my senior year of college, I actually started teaching indoor cycling at the university's fitness center. So I was cycling again five or six days a week. And I felt like between cycling and running, somewhere I wasn't happy with where my body was, but I was able to like keep it status quo. After graduating, I moved to Denver. So when I moved here, I started going again five, six days a week. And pretty much for the last four years, up until we started working together, SoulCycle was like all I wanted to do. And I didn't care 
about what I what I was eating because I was burning a ton of calories through the cardio that I was doing and again felt like I was able to keep my body status quo, but I wasn't really happy with it. So that realization around January of 2020, I started to realize I don't feel like doing cardio only is working for me and I'm and I'm wanting to do something different, but I just don't know how. So that's when I started to get curious about macros. There was a girl who I followed on Instagram who was transitioning to being a macro coach. She was a cycling girl who then started promoting strength training and macros. And I was like, that sounds a lot like me. And I'm kind of curious about this. So I wanted to do it, but just didn't feel like I was ready and didn't feel like I had the time, made a lot of excuses. I'm a teacher. I'm too busy. I can't cook for myself. And then finally decided to commit to myself around the summer of 2022. My fiance now, but my boyfriend at the time, we had started talking about getting engaged. And I had so much anxiety about that season of my life because I knew I wasn't happy with my body. And I didn't want to go into wedding prep and all of that exciting stuff with feeling insecure about my body being something I looked back on and thought about. And I realized summer of 2020, if I don't do something about this now, I'm never going to do it. So I remember I got on Instagram and I, I looked up macro coaches and I found like 20 profiles and I went and applied to every single one. And that's how I found you. So yeah, well, first off, there are a lot of macro coaches out there. I'm curious, what was it that set this program apart from the other ones for you? Yeah. So when we did our intro call, I just immediately connected with everything that you said, especially talking about, (laughs) this is so funny, but I remember you talking about still being able to eat desserts. And that was the first time I'd ever thought, oh, you can be on a diet and still have sweets. And I am a total desserts girl, like ice cream. I could eat ice cream every night. Yep. Cookies, brownies, (laughs) like I'm, I don't discriminate. And I remember you talking about how you still wanted me to be able to eat those things. And I was just knew right away that the program was a good fit for me because in the past I hadn't been successful trying to restrict things like sweets or pizza. That just didn't work for me. And I didn't feel like I had the discipline to do anything like that. So, connected immediately with just the flexible approach that you were talking about. And I felt like we had just really similar stories. So I connected with you. Spoiler alert. Were you able to eat your dessert and still see results? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were we were talking, you and I are talking this week about how I yeah. have a lunch dessert and a dinner dessert and nothing would be sustainable for me if I couldn't have a sweet after. Oh my gosh. After lunch and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. We were talking about yeah. this in our check-in this week, but I'm the same way. I love my desserts and it's like, it's my cap after the meal. So in past diets for me, if I was trying to restrict or was labeling foods, desserts in particular as like bad, it would actually make it worse because I would spiral and, and all of that. So yeah, definitely there's enough room for it all, which is why I love this approach so much. Because you came to me, you were really looking for fat loss, but body recomposition at the same time. So when you started the first round of program, because we've now worked together twice, 
we worked together for four months and then you were at maintenance, you were hanging out, you were doing it all on your own. And then you came back, gosh, like just over four months ago again for another round of deficit now going through reverse dieting, you know, leading up to all the wedding prep between let's start with the first time we worked together. What did you notice throughout our time that we were together in terms of overall achievements or progress or even just changes from what you had been doing previously? After we had our intro call, there's probably like a month between where after our call and then when we started working together. So during that time, I started to kind of experiment with with macros, but not really the correct way. So I feel like once we started working together within the first two weeks, I noticed almost immediately this perpetual brain fog and fatigue and just feelings of exhaustion and these sugar crashes I was having. Within two weeks, I noticed that those subsided and my energy was awesome. I felt more productive at work. I felt like I was sleeping better. There were a ton of physical symptoms that I noticed immediately improve when I started to eat in a more balanced way. So that was really huge for me. And I feel like body changes aside, that made it worth it for me to put in the effort because of just my mental clarity and how much that improved right away. And then in terms of the body changes that I started noticing, I would say within the first month, I had lost a couple of pounds and I started to notice that I looked different. And really the first time in my life where I had set out to lose weight and actually done it in an intentional way. And that was super rewarding to me because that was something I'd been searching for for a really long time and just was never able to achieve on my own. So that was obviously highly motivating to me. So the body changes and, and the mental clarity improvement in the first couple of weeks made it worth it to stick to the plan and made it feel like it wasn't tedious because the results were so immediate. I still remember <laughs> the first couple weeks when you're like, oh my gosh, it's like more of a balanced approach. And I'm really noticing these positive changes that I don't even know if you were fully expecting to notice those first, you know? Yes. Yeah. Which is truly amazing to see. I would say the other thing, I think when I first started, I expected that after four months, I would be this tiny version of myself. And that was my goal my entire life was just to be tiny. And within the first couple of weeks, I started to place a lot more value on other things. And that was a huge mindset shift for me because I'd grown up thinking that all of my value came from being this tiny girl and I never was able to get there. And then within those first couple of months, I started to realize that the best version of me is less tired and not having sugar crashes and is fueling her body with nutritious foods and feels strong and has more energy. And the ideal version of myself, my self-concept of that changed really quickly, which was huge. I love that. And I think I've seen that even more this second time that we've worked together, which I want to touch on this current time we're working together too. But the first time, were there any challenges that came up for you, especially being somebody who was tracking macros for the first time? 
what challenges did come up and how did you navigate those? Yeah, I would say the first challenge for me was the first time I went on vacation and came back from vacation and was six pounds heavier. And it was probably two months in and I had a complete meltdown. Everything I've doing for the past eight weeks is ruined. I destroyed this. Like I totally fell into that all or nothing trap that this vacation basically wiped it all away for me. And I think that having a coach on the other side of that was huge for me because you had the background knowledge and the expertise to pump the brakes on the Mm -hmm. meltdown that I was having and walk me through what was actually going on. And I think in the past, going on that trip and seeing the six pounds up on the scale would have been a throw in the towel moment. And having you on the other side to walk me through what that transition back from vacation looked like was so important. So yeah, I had had that vacation. And then in that first time, I had Thanksgiving and Christmas break. So I had like some big chunks of time that were hard to navigate and that weren't really tracked. And having the accountability and the guidance on the other side, I think really solidified for me my mindset surrounding those life events. And I write about this a lot in my check-in. I'll write something like, went on vacation, didn't do my best, not the end of the world, going to get back to it on Monday. And that's like getting back to it the next day, I would say is a huge philosophy of mine. And it doesn't have to just be a trip. Even like last weekend, we had pizza and I was, and it was like a personal pizza. And I said I was going to have half and I ate the whole thing. And it was like, not the end of the world tomorrow. I'm going to like get right back onto it. So yeah, going on that first vacation was was definitely a challenge. But I think working with you has helped me to shift my mindset surrounding the true impact of those life events and how they really aren't the end of the world. Yeah. So that's been really important. Yeah. I mean, now, yeah, seeing your check-ins, like I had a wedding this weekend. I didn't track all weekend, but I was mindful. And you know what? It is what it is. And I'm just moving forward. And then you're so consistent after that with your check-ins. And that is where sustainable progress is made. I think all of us fall victim to this at some point of feeling like it has to be, we have to be perfect. There has to be perfection to see results. We have to uphold this, you know, 100% all the time to see results. And that's not true. And really coming down to this 80-20 balance, consistency overall, which you have just been so, so, so consistent overall, which is why those one-off times when you, you know, go on vacation or you have your individual pizza, they're not going to really affect you because you have built such a foundation at this point. And so I've really loved to see that evolution from that first time we worked together till now, much as to your mentioning in your check-ins, you very well know exactly like, yep, you know, it wasn't my best, but I'm consistent 90% of the time. So I'm just moving forward. So I've just loved seeing that transition in mindset with you. It's been awesome. I hope you're loving today's episode. I'm just going to guess you're tuning in today because you're wanting to gain some helpful nuggets to look and feel like the best version of yourself. Am I right about that? Imagine having the body that you want and the energy that you need, all while eating your favorite foods and enjoying a life well-lived. Does that sound too good to be true? Well, my friend, it's not. 
That's exactly why I created the Macro Accelerator Program, my four-month one-on-one coaching program designed to guide women just like you to your most healthy and confident self in 16 weeks. This one-of-a-kind program offers you support on every level, from one-on-one coaching and personalized check-ins to live expert-led group coaching calls, from daily communication, accountability, and education, to the inspiring camaraderie of our members-only community. The Macro Accelerator has everything you need to succeed, not just for today, but for the long term. This is the exact program that's helped over 400 women ditch their dieting mentalities and reveal their most confident, healthy body yet by learning exactly how to eat for their individual needs and goals. If you're looking to lose fat, build a lean toned physique, or simply want to quit dieting and discover a sustainable way of eating with the accountability, support, and education within the Macro Accelerator program, applications are now open with limited spots available. Head on down to the show description for the link to learn more and apply or visit mindandmymacros.com. I hope to see you there. In terms of learning macros specifically, how has that helped to inform the decisions you're making around your food choices, whether that's making food or going out to eat and what you're ordering? I feel like I had just zero concept of calories at all. I didn't understand macronutrient breakdowns or where calories came from. I just thought bad foods have a lot of calories, good foods have not a lot of calories, didn't really understand at all. So building awareness of calories has been super, super helpful for me. I feel like I don't have a lot of anxiety, honestly, about going out to eat. Now I feel like I can navigate going out super well just because I've been really thoughtful about building that that awareness of kind of caloric compositions and and how to balance my day out. I guess one thing with regards to kind of how I structure my day, I feel like I definitely build all of my meals around a protein source, obviously. But sometimes I feel like I have to like rein the protein in a little bit <laughs> because I love it so much. Yeah. So I, I like want these big portions of protein. So you and I like talk about this sometimes how I'm like 15, 20 grams over my protein goal just because yeah. I, I like really want the protein. I don't find that that piece as hard to hit anymore now that I know what protein sources I gravitate towards. And I did find that a lot of foods that I liked actually were high in protein. I just wasn't being intentional about building them into my day. So for example, like knew I liked Greek yogurt, but didn't realize it was super high in protein. So I didn't pick it up at the store all the time. Whereas now I'm like, oh, love Greek yogurt, easy to digest, makes me feel good. I'm going to have that every single day. It's a staple. It's a staple. Yes. And definitely being a teacher in terms of sustainability of of this lifestyle, having those staple foods is huge for me. I know you post about this a lot, but yeah, I love my staple foods. Lazy, lazy girl meals are mm-hmm. best. Like if it oh, has yeah. more than five <laughs> ingredients, it's not happening. Having those staple foods and understanding what's a protein source, what's a source of carbs, what's a fat and how to put those together has been helpful and has made this super sustainable for me, I'd say. I love that you brought that up because I can talk about staple proteins, carbs, and fats all day long. I think that that's just 
the way that's helped me the most, and it it seems to really connect with others as well, is that we don't have to overcomplicate it. And I think so often we feel like it just seems so complicated tracking and like meal prep and all of that. And really it doesn't need to be complicated. Yes. I love my, my, my lazy gal recipes, very simple, but yeah, just having those staple foods, like you mentioned, you were able to identify what protein sources you like. And so now it's really easy for you to hit your protein. I mean, every single week you are just like, boom, 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 boom with your protein goal. It's like you have zero problem with protein, which is great because yes, you've used that skill of identifying the proteins you like, and then just having those staple proteins always available to you to make food. In terms of any like aha moments, did you have any realizations through either time we've been working together, but any realizations or aha moments that have come up for you throughout your journey with macros? The biggest aha moment for me has honestly been been the past four months. Kind of going back to that cardio journey I had, in the past four months, I've really started to pull back on my cardio and have leaned a lot more into strength training, which was super new for me. And the last time we worked together, you were really trying to encourage me to get my strength workouts in. And I was just pushing back at every turn, clinging to my cardio. And discovering strength training has been so huge for me. But I feel like in the past four months, I've kind of completely abandoned that ideal view of myself that my self-worth was tied to being this tiny version of myself. And I feel like the ideal body that I have right now in my in my head and is this stronger version of myself. And that's just something I've been searching for my whole life, I think. And I think letting go of of like that image in my brain that I had to be tiny in order to be happy is the biggest mindset shift by far, biggest aha moment, invaluable lesson, something I wish I'd known in college, something I wish I'd known eight years ago. And I wish I could have told my younger self. I think I would have, you know, saved a lot, a lot of trials over the years had I realized that earlier on. And that's been really huge. I I just got like a little choked up when you said that. It got a little emotional. I know wholeheartedly from my own personal experience, but also from working with you and then also from seeing a lot of other women also really, really strive to be this like the smallest version of themselves from messaging that we've gotten growing up and whatnot. And to see this transformation, it is so empowering. And I mean, I get the chills with our check-ins because each and every time I've just seen that complete transformation and progression. I too remember when you were the cardio gal and you were just like nonstop soul cycle, soul cycle, soul cycle, you know, the first time we worked together. This second time we worked together, I want to call something out because I'm not sure if you've actually really looked at this data point, but the first time we worked together, you just by kind of like reeling in your nutrition, understanding macros, you lost 11 pounds and 15 inches. This second time we work together, your weight now at the end of your cut, now for everyone listening, we're now working through a reverse diet together. So Isabel is like, you are ready for your reverse diet. You were like, (laughs) all of a sudden we start increasing her and she's like, I am 
hungry. And I'm like, yep, we're exactly where we should be. Yeah. We're, we're working through your reverse. But at the end of this last cut that we did, your weight was consistent with your weight at the end of the last cut. However, you were five inches down this last time. And I really contribute that to the shift away from cardio to strength training that you did this second time. I mean, you got so consistent with your strength training. Can you tell us a little bit about what changed and what you do now compared to what you did before? Yes. So I would say probably my one of my goals for 2023 was to start tr- strength training. I like went out, I got a set of 10 to 40 pound weights in my basement. I got the resistance bands, a mat, and I started doing workouts a couple days a week. I had a Lululemon mirror. They had a program that was advertised as a strength program, progressive overload. So I started doing that a couple days a week around January. And I did notice within the first month that my body had started changing. And then I would say the first half of 2023, the workouts on the mirror, they didn't have a ton of progressive overload programming, but that's what I really wanted to be doing. That's what I liked. So I kind of fell off from the strength training a little bit until we started our second round in, I think it was July. In July, I downloaded Sadie Active and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this three days a week really consistently. And I also joined a gym and I love working out at home. I love the flexibility that it provides for me. I love how it works with my schedule, but there is something about a gym and having access to all of the weights and the cable machines that allows you to push yourself a little bit more. So July, I started to be super consistent with with doing it three days a week. And around July, I was working out seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. And you were like, okay. Pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, something's got to give. So I was like, okay, I'm going to trust your guidance and I'm going to pull back. I was doing Soul Cycle three days a week at that time. And I was like, I'm just going to do it twice. So around July, August, I was doing two days a week of Soul Cycle, three days a week of strength, and then one day a week of Pilates. And noticed within that first six weeks, the body composition changes just took off right away. And that it really clicked for, for me that you, you know, you were onto something with pulling back <laughs> on the cardio. <laughs> And I started to achieve some of those body composition goals that I've been really striving for. I feel like now I I do probably four days a week of Sadie Active, one day a week of Pilates, and then only one day of SoulCycle. And I walk a ton. So I feel like I still get my cardio fix in like LISS, just in different, in a different way than doing the high impact cycling classes. And I've really found that like one day a week, I'm still getting you know, the 60 minutes of high energy music, like dancing on a bike, everything that I love about that experience, I I still get. I just didn't, I didn't need it five days a week <laughs> in order to feel satisfied with that. So it's, again, just about finding that balance that's been really helpful for me. And I, there's just something about following the app and checking back on your history and seeing a month ago, I, you know, only used... I used 20 pounds and today I did 25. And it's so rewarding to know that I put in the effort and I can see the results. And I like that it's so measurable. Whereas in a workout class, you're doing something different every time. So you're not getting that immediate feedback of progress. It's just a 
kind of a sense that you're going off of whether whether you're getting better or not. Whereas with the strength training, I can just look at the numbers and and know that I'm getting stronger. And that is so rewarding to me. And I like grew up really motivated by my academics and getting, you know, grades on tests and my report card. That was all highly motivating for me. So I was very extrinsically motivated, I feel like. And I find that strength training mirrors a lot of that because, you know, there's a number associated with it and I can measure my progress that way. Yeah. I also just love the the workouts and how it's kind of me against me. And every gain that I make through my strength training, I know it's because of like the work that I'm putting in for myself, which is really cool. And I think it's built just a deeper sense of connection with me and my body and me knowing how hard to push myself and me surprising myself with how strong I actually am. And that's been super cool too. I've loved seeing the progression from our first time working together when it was like, what are you proud of this week? And it was like, the scale's down. And then to this time, now it's like, I lifted heavier this week. <laughs> like I'm progressing in my strength and it's showing in your measurements. When I was looking at that, it was just like so cool that you could be the same weight, yet your body composition can drastically change just by what you're doing. And everyone is going to be unique. Everyone's going to have, you know, what's what works for them and what doesn't and make tweaks from there. But to see the the change in you from soul cycle girly to still enjoying soul cycle but being able to balance more with now strength training and and your pilates too which i absolutely love yeah i also really like don't love weighing myself and don't love looking at the scale anymore <laughs> and like i feel like i have to put those data points in my check in just so we can keep track of them that's a huge shift too is that's probably the least valuable data point that I that I have at this point. Yay, I love hearing that. Cuz I remember you had a lot of emphasis around that at the beginning and to know that hey, I know what goes into that number now. It doesn't really mean too much other than as one data point we look at in a trend. So in terms of both times working together, what were the biggest takeaways that you had from your program, understanding macros, lifestyle changes, all of that? The biggest takeaway for me was that I was capable of building habits that led to to changes that I wanted to see. I don't feel like before we started working together, as I kind of mentioned, I don't feel like before I ever saw the work I was putting in have any effect on my body. And working together, I was able to see really, really quickly tangible evidence that the work I was putting in was leading to results. And through that, just developed so much of a a stronger, more positive relationship with myself. I think for a lot of my life, I beat up on myself so hard and didn't feel like I was good enough or didn't feel like the things that I was doing were right. And I I say this a lot. I feel like I've said this in our check-ins. The most important thing that's happened over the past year is developing this relationship with myself where I kind of, I view every day just differently and, and more positively and feel proud of myself for the first time in my life and 
feel just a lot more joy in my day-to-day. I'm a firm believer that the food you're putting in your body has a direct effect on your on your mental health. And I I see that so much more now that I'm, you know, I feel my body with all the right things. And it's not, and it's not just that I'm feeling my body with, you know, the right foods or clean foods. I hydrate like that before <laughs> we started working together. Yeah. I could go the entire day without drinking water. And that was not I know. That was not, nothing out of the norm for me. And now I drink water and that's a habit that I've built and and I go for walks. I walk a ton before we started working together. 4,000, 5,000 steps was like whatever. And now I'm like, I know that I need my walks to feel productive, mentally clear, to kind of show up as best I can in my work, in my relationship. So all of that is to say that the habits that I've implemented, I feel fuel my body so much more than just with my nutrition, but just my mind, my confidence and allow me to to show up in spaces in the way that I always wanted to and just never felt like I had the tools to. That's something that I that I wanted my whole life that I got really from from building a lifestyle I was proud of and invested in. You've built such a a strong foundation on those elements that you talk about that now probably seem so second nature to you, but a year ago might have felt overwhelming or like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing any of these things. And you have just so seamlessly incorporated them into your lifestyle as just your lifestyle now. And I've loved to see that. For somebody who might resonate with where you were, maybe they're like, oh, this is me. This is, you know, I'm that, I'm that Isabel. What piece of advice would you give to them in terms of seeking help for it or guidance, next steps? What piece of advice would you give them based off what you know now? The biggest piece of advice I have is to be gracious with yourself. And like thinking back to, you know, that 80-20 emphasis, that's been so huge for me. Because if I have an off day or and I look back and I'm like 80% of the time I'm working really hard. And I think you can be like 80-20 in, in everything. It doesn't have to just be your, Absolutely. your nutrition. Like yeah. another piece of advice I would have is start with something really small and build on it. If you had told me the first week that we started working together, like here's everything you need to hit and you need to start walking this much and you need to start strength training three days a week and you need to start drinking all this water. I would have just thrown in the towel right away. And I love that emphasis that you've placed on, you know, habit stacking and working on one thing and getting super consistent with it so that it becomes second nature. So that would be the biggest, another big piece of advice is to pick that one thing that feels attainable. So for me, getting 10,000 steps, I wasn't, but it felt like something I could do because I have a dog and I knew I could take her on this long a walk when I got home from school and this long a walk before we went to bed. So starting with that and then doing it five days in a row was like, okay, I can do this. And now I'm doing it and it's part of my routine because I've built in these times when I'm going to do it. So now I can focus on the water because I'm solid with that. So starting small with the first thing that seems approachable and just building that confidence to make other changes would be probably my biggest piece of advice. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I do the same in my in my day-to-day too. Isabel, thank you so much 
for joining me and sharing your story. Again, I mean, I absolutely love the transformation that I've seen in you and we'll continue to see you've just just continued to grow in just a short amount of time too. A year is gosh, it's not that long. Absolutely appreciate you joining and sharing your story. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. If you listen to today's episode and you're thinking this is what I need, well, you are in luck. I now have applications open for the Macro Accelerator program. This is my one-on-one coaching program designed to not only guide you and provide accountability, but also teach you and educate you so that you can sustain results for a lifetime. Spots are limited. So for more information and how to apply, head on over to mindandmymacros.com forward slash TMA for more information, or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. Until next week, keep minding your wellness.